This special episode commemorates the anniversary of 9-11-2001. It is a true story of events that happened when one of the planes crashed into the Pentagon in Washington, D.C. I would like to dedicate this story to all of those who lost their lives, who gave their lives, and who saved lives on that fateful day. This is Where's God? Finding Him in the Small Stuff. And I'm your host, Greg McCollum. I'm going to tell you a story, a story that will inspire you and help you move closer to God through the small stuff in your life. A story to give you a glimpse of God that will surprise you with its simplicity and amaze you with its message. Sheila Moody had just arrived at the Pentagon on the morning of September 11, 2001. It was her second day of her new job as an accountant for the Department of Defense. And along with the usual nervous butterflies that automatically come with a new job, she was also worried about finding her way to her cubicle somewhere inside the Pentagon's vast maze of offices. The day before, she'd actually gotten lost. The building is massive. It is shaped like a pentagon, after all. It has halls going every direction that intersect with smaller corridors, which go even deeper into the recesses of the structure. It has elevators here and there and everywhere, and stairways and security checkpoints that all look alike. On this particular Tuesday morning, Sheila probably would have ended up lost again, except she happened to see a familiar face moving among the incoming throng of employees, a person she had met the day before in her new office. What a relief. She just followed him step for step as he made his way along until they finally reached the familiar landscape of the row of cubicles, which included hers. Once she settled in, she got right to work at her computer, preparing to send her first email of the day. Sergeant Christopher Brayman had worked as a procurement agent at the Pentagon for years. During that time, he had learned the layout of the building like the back of his hand. His day had started like every other workday. He had driven from home that morning, fighting the usual snarled DC traffic along the way. He parked where he always parked. He entered the building through the same door he always entered. He was on his way to his office expecting a normal day, nothing out of the ordinary. It was then that the plane crashed through the walls of the Pentagon. Sheila was still in the middle of that first email when the plane exploded through the building above her. Immediately, the ceiling tiles above her head came crashing down on top of her. Her hands and head were on fire. The office around her was on fire. Burning debris was everywhere. Dazed and confused, she could not find the exit. She did manage to put out the fire on her body. 
So she staggered over to a nearby window and tried to break it with her bare hands, but the glass was too heavy. She pounded on the window as hard as she could, trying to draw attention to herself to someone outside. It was then that she noticed the bloody handprint she was leaving on the glass as she hit it, but she couldn't tell if it was her own blood or someone else's. Sergeant Brayman had managed to find his way outside of the Pentagon to safety. He was familiar with the place, and so after the plane hit, he was able to find his way out, and once he got outside, he couldn't believe his eyes. There was a gaping hole in the side of the building. Fire was leaping out of the rubble, and the offices that should have been inside rooms were now exposed to the outside. Smoke was billowing into the sky. People with serious injuries were stumbling out of the building or already lying on the ground all around him. At that point, only one thought crossed Sergeant Brayman's mind. I have to get back in there and see if I can help somebody. The smoke was doing its awful job on Sheila. She was having a hard time breathing. She couldn't see anything around her. She couldn't yell or speak. She was in a dangerous place and she was afraid. She couldn't save herself. She thought she was going to die. And she had just about lost hope. So she did the only thing she could do. She prayed. Then she heard something. A voice. Not so far away. It sounded like someone shouting. She listened hard. There it was again. Is anyone in here? She tried to call out, but the smoke in her lungs made it impossible. What she did instead was clap her hands as loud as she could. She heard another sound then. It was a fire extinguisher. She turned from where she was at the wind smoke toward the sound. As she moved towards it, she felt like the sound was moving closer to her too. Sergeant Brayman had run back into the Pentagon that day the same way he had come out, and he found a nearby fire extinguisher and started a lone office-to-office search looking for survivors. Eventually, he peered into a smoke-filled office of cubicles and shouted as loud as he could, Is anyone in here? At first, there was no response. Just as he was about to leave, he heard a faint sound. He listened more closely. To his amazement, he could hear somewhere in the distance someone's clapping hands. Taking the fire extinguisher, he started putting out small fires that were in his path and moved carefully in the direction of the clapping hands. Sheila inched forward bit by bit, with her arms extended forward, unable to see anything in front of her. Suddenly, she felt someone grab her hand and pull her. The next thing she knew, she was being whisked outside by someone, a stranger whom she did not know, but who in that moment had become her rescuer, her deliverer, her savior. Soon they were both outside, safe, saved, alive. She turned to see who had saved her life. There before her was a man dressed in army fatigues with a name patch on his chest that read Brayman. She gave him the biggest bear hug she could give. During her months of recovery from the severe burns she suffered on 9-11, Sheila had one regular visitor the man who had come to her rescue, Sergeant Christopher Brayman. They became lifelong friends. Sheila says when her first grandson is born, she already knows what his name will be, Christopher Brayman Moody. 
In many ways, the story of Sheila Moody and Sergeant Brayman is a lot like the story of Jesus and us. Just like Sheila, we try to find our way through a big and confusing place, not the Pentagon, but the world. Sometimes we lose our way. The world is a dangerous place that can be frightening for many reasons. Sometimes things get so bad, we begin to lose hope. It is a place where life and death hangs in the balance. But there is a person who was in a safe place, yet chose to come as a man to this dangerous, scary world so he could help people, so he could save them. That person is Jesus Christ. He once said of himself, For the Son of Man came to seek and to save what was lost. In other words, Jesus came to the world for one primary reason, to be your rescuer, your deliverer, your savior, because you cannot save yourself. Without him, you will die and be lost forever. But if you turn from where you are and walk towards him with your arms outstretched, He will come to you, grab you by the hand, pull you to him, and whisk you to safety and to life in his arms, where he will give you the biggest bear hug ever. This is a poem that I wrote soon after 9-11. I wrote it to honor those who perished at the World Trade Center in New York and at the Pentagon in Washington, D.C., and on a field in rural Pennsylvania on that day. It's entitled, Who Were They? Who were they? Those who fell, whose lives are stories we now must tell? Words hearts compel to hear, hearts break and cannot bear. Who were they? Those who ran to rescue and save? Anxious, hurrying, struggling, they gave their ultimate all when all grew dark and all afraid, when all life and death decisions must be made. Who were they? Fathers and mothers, brothers and sisters know, they suffer harshest of all the blow. Hold up pictures of life, only life, and hope. Look for news, any news, and ways to cope. Who were they? Can we ever know them all? Still our duty, our destiny, our sacred call from this day forward can only be to defend this flag, this home, this land of liberty. Who were they? Need we truly ask on such a day as this? Yes, we must. For they would not want us to miss their message and what now bows the knee that above all we must remember they were you and they were me. This concludes today's episode of Where's God? Finding Him in the Small Stuff. Did you know when Jesus was preaching and teaching, he never used words like justification, sanctification, glorification, He never used words like those to describe himself, God, 
God's Word, salvation, heaven, or eternity. Instead, when Jesus talked about theological concepts, he talked about the small stuff of life. We call them parables today. He did that because his listeners could understand the small stuff. They were living the small stuff every day. It was through the small stuff that Jesus helped people move closer to God. There are going to be no intimidating, scary, or overwhelming theological words as part of this podcast. You'll just encounter things like cups of coffee, home repair, signs on the side of the road, roller coasters, and french fries, all revealing something unique about God who meets you in real life ways every day. Thank you.